0: Hello everyone. My name is Nadim, head of marketing at Digital Surge, and we have a very, very special guest today. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the co-founder, <coughs> one of the key, key foundation pieces of Digital Surge. He is the one that makes things move. He is the one that makes everything happen at Digital Surge. Here's the reason why we have 300 plus coins. Here's the reason why we have earned. Here's the reason why. You are watching this live stream, Joshua Lehman. (coughs) Thanks Nadim for that big intro. Good, I had to ask you Josh, uh, before we get started, how does it feel being the owner of a company and coming up with a competition for your staff and actually winning the competition? (laughs) Might I add that there was a prize money for grabs for Uh, first place and you ended up winning? uh, What do I say?
1: it was, uh, you know, I put the gauntlet out there. <laughs> uh, I uh, so for some context for everyone that's <laughs> listening, uh, we ran a fitness competition for the last twelve weeks. Uh, the person that lost the most body fat percentage as a total yep. percentage uh, won a thousand dollars, and yep. everyone talked a big game, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I just couldn't live up. To to my standard.
0: They couldn't. And I think it's awesome (laughs) that the one who's running the company who comes up with the competition to bet $1,000 of his own money is the one who wins his own money. (laughs) 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 Great. Love it. Not every every company or exchange out there has such a competitive business owner. Um, So today for those just to give a kind of cap, you know, to get to know you, Josh, your backstory, your origin story your X-Men origin story. <laughs> you got you got some superpowers that people are unaware of. I want to get right into it. And um, I want to know, what were you doing before you heard about Bitcoin and the transition of kind of... Well, actually, let's just start there. What were you doing before crypto, before yeah, Bitcoin? Sure.
1: So... Previously, before crypto and digital surge, I worked in IT. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in a management position, managing and leading team of engineers, building complex IT systems. Um, I was also say certified as a pen tester. Uh, so, and what's that? Pen uh, tester? Yeah, so uh, basically getting paid to break into computer system networks. Nice. Uh, so I was building, designing computer system networks, also consulting, yeah. breaking breaking into them and getting paid for it.
0: Uh, so you were basically getting paid to be a hacker, pretty much, yeah.
1: <laughs> so a legal hacker, yes, a legal hacker. <laughs> uh, so that's obviously given me a really good foundation for understanding nice. security, and it's been a passion of mine. And uh, just building building things has always been a passion of mine. So
0: I first heard about Bitcoin in tra- I, sorry, just on that. Like when you say it was a passion. Like how, for how long? Like
1: Since I was a little kid. I remember when I was in primary school, mm. we had our first computer uh, mm-hmm. when I was in year four, mm-hmm. uh, in, in just one little computer in the back of the class. and In year four? Yeah. Cheers. And um, I gravitated towards it, getting into the back of the system, playing around with it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately I end up breaking the computer <laughs> <laughs> but I guess my curiosity uh, that's kind of where my curiosity started mm. um, just really from an early age and okay. I gravitated towards IT and, and really excelled at it
0: was there anything in particular that gravitated you to kind of the hacking side of security and that type of things
1: I think it comes down to a lot of my curiosity so mm. it's more around I see it as like an intellectual puzzle like mm. how, how do you get to the next step mm. uh, so for me uh, it's a, a combination of, you know, the passion for IT computer mm. systems and then um, the, c- the cybersecurity is, I guess, both ways. Like, <laughs> how how can I, uh, like, it's, it's kind of like a, a bit of a game, right? Mm. How can you build a strong defense so someone can't get in? Yeah. and you know in the reverse how like what it would be the steps that mm. you need to take to actually try and get into the, through the system so you nice. know I uh, threw out high school actually uh, IT team didn't like me so much because I uh, <laughs> got in trouble what a few you times uh, yeah. you know I broke into the, the principal's account a <laughs> uh, few of the other
0: what did you do in their account uh, it, wasn't, it was nothing
1: um, bad it was just obviously against the rules yeah so it was I wasn't in like malicious or Harmful. Just, I think there was a lot of misunderstanding around what I was actually doing, Um, and yeah,
0: they just—you were just trying to have some fun,
1: pretty much. Like (laughs) big disconnect. So, uh, you know, it was great to actually get into the industry, get paid to do it, yeah, by companies, and you know, help them protect their systems Mm. and educate their staff on what they need to do to stay safe, safe, interesting.
0: So, okay, so fast forward. You're in IT, you're getting paid to basically hack into things so that they can obviously make improvements f- so that others can't actually hack into them and cause problems and whatnot. In, in that part of your kind of career, uh, when was the first time you heard the word Bitcoin? So that would have been, I believe in 2011.
1: So wow, I was working obviously in IT at the time I heard that there was this thing you could use your computer to make money. That was basically nice. my context of Bitcoin. Yep. And I looked into a little bit more and my friend Cameron and myself, we mm. set up some Bitcoin miners in our house. And All uh, the way in
0: 2011.
1: Yep, in the middle of 2011. I Jeez. actually have some old emails in, in my Gmail where uh, I said, oh, I've got 56 Bitcoin, they only worth $50. <laughs> I'm going to probably sell them. So <laughs> it's, it's quite fu- quite funny actually looking at our, our, our communication or if I log back into my Coinbase account back then, the the, the big transfers of Bitcoin. Oh my God. Uh, but you know, at that time, I didn't really understand Bitcoin, uh, didn't really dive deep into it. So mm. it was more around, um, for me at the time, it was like, how can I build some passive income mm. with a computer system? I thought that was kind of cool. like Yeah. In, my passion for computers and obviously with crypto or for bitcoin sure. you know there's like the cryptography part of it and mm. building secure network so it was kind of a good overlap yeah uh after you know maybe six to nine months the cost of electricity exceeded the cost of actually you know the Running output of, of of creating the bitcoin so right. at the time i'm like okay well i didn't really like think much about it so I just yep. sold most of them yep. sold my mining equipment yep. made a little bit of money I thought it was kind of cool mm. just uh, went back to my my life it of you, uh, you know uh, working in, in the IT industry and a f- couple of years ago, I think it was 2013 okay. Bitcoin got up to $1000 I was like whoa what's going on here and uh, kind of piqued my interest and uh, dabbled in it a bit more mm. and uh,
0: what what about it piqued your interest was it just the fact that like well, like I was just mining this and now it's worth, yeah, pretty much. Like, like I was mining it's like
1: five dollars and now it's a thousand. I'm like, what's going on here? That's yeah, like something's happening. That's crazy. And uh, yeah. I, I didn't pay as much attention to it then as I should have. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I mean, hindsight's great. <laughs> uh, but fast forward a little bit more as far as in my intersection of my career, mm-hmm. where I wanted to, to be and what I wanted to do. Yeah, I uh, always knew I had a passion to build my own business. And w- And when was this? What year, roughly? Um, well. I I had wanted to build my own business for a long while, but mm-hmm. just being in the position where I could take that leap of, you know, working for someone else for myself yep. for myself. So we officially launched Digital Surge in July two thousand seventeen. But okay. there was work being done before that. Correct. Uh, yep. building out the the platform or yep. the initial version of the platform. So there was when, at least eighteen months worth of work beforehand. Okay. But it was it was done more so uh, on a, a part-time basis while working working yeah. full-time. So it was obviously a little slower, being bootstrapped, self-funded, yeah. and, um, you
0: and, know. And this is back in probably around 2015 that you would have started it? Yeah, 20, it? 15, like probably 16. the idea came around then, um, yeah. and
1: okay. just finding uh, some people to kind of help me out with certain parts yeah. of it. And obviously back then only Bitcoin existed, yeah. um, and, you know, who, like we would have never really had the foresight to realize that the industry <laughs> yeah. was going to explode like it did. I don't think anyone did. Uh, so yeah, we launched in 2017 mm. um, in like a beta access. We had um, at that time there wasn't much that much competition, mm-hmm. um, and we had an early, you know early amount of like um, a group of people on the mm-hmm. platform using us using it, giving us feedback. So it was more like mm-hmm. a uh, invite only for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time we actually opened fully to the public, it was kind of like at the end of the first bull run. So we're kind right. of getting the tail ends of it and yep. we're going into the bear market. So mm-hmm. that was a interesting experience trying to build a yep. business you know, through through the, the bear market. Through and bear then market. also obviously just the way how fast crypto moves. Yep. And um, we, we kind of quickly realized that there's a huge demand that people wanted other cryptocurrencies, more features, yeah. and we really need to kind of ramp up what we're doing yeah. to actually, you know, stay relevant. Yeah.
0: Can, can I just uh, go back a little bit? I'm, I'm just curious, what drove your interest in starting your own business and working for yourself? where did that kinda, was that something you've always had or did it come out of nowhere or? I've
1: always been, like you said at the start, highly competitive <laughs> yeah, <very> and uh, <laughs> quite, quite motivated. So I, I was working for a company and I stayed there for seven years and I started from you know quite an entry level position all yeah. the way up into a management position. Yeah. Saw that company and was part of the, the, the growth of that company mm-hmm. going from you know a handful of people to a medium sized company. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of quickly hit the, the limit or ceiling of where I could go and what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and, you know, mm. it was just like through reflection, I realized, like, if I wanted to be where I, you know, hit my goals, I would need yeah. to work for myself.
0: And would, would you in that case, would you say that maybe a part of it is just the drive of, like, wanting a greater challenge? Like yeah, you, for you sure, 100%. Seen, yeah, like, you've seen where you were. It's like, all right, I've gone as far as I can. You just wanted to see how far... You could go, really. Yeah, that- 100%. I yeah. mean, there's, uh, there's just this drive, this
1: competitiveness in me that, yeah. I I don't know, it's sometimes unhealthy. <laughs> especially <laughs> when I'm competing with people that are, you know, if it comes to, like, physical fitness and yeah. they're way fitter than me, I, I quickly hit, I can hit that wall. Yeah. But I'll try and push through it. Yeah. Um Love it. But, yeah, it's just, you know, being healthy, yeah. really, you're only competing with yourself. So yeah. that's, that's something that
0: took me a little bit of time to realize. <laughs> so... Definitely understand the 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 drive and competitiveness and, you know, obviously wanting to challenge yourself on a greater level and starting, you know, your own company and whatnot. Was there... What about Bitcoin slash crypto? Or maybe if it's specifically Bitcoin, was there anything in particular that interested you of like, this is what I'm going to build a business on?
1: <laughs> there was a few things. Uh, so... Um, through a reflection of where I worked before mm-hmm. and the struggles of actually building a, or being part of a business, building a like consulting-type business, yep. how challenging it is to scale um, when the, the primary uh, resource is people. It's mm-hmm. it's very difficult. Uh, so I, I knew that I had specific requirements for a business that I want to start. It needed to be um, a software-based business. Right. So like, like a, a platform yeah. and just with everything that was happening, it was just the perfect, the perfect mix. So I was yeah. in it in security, like yeah. Bitcoin, it was like early, like yeah. relatively early. There wasn't really that many like providers yep. um, in Australia uh, and just like a good intersection of my, my interest in, mm. in, in cryptocurrency. And, and as I started to learn more about Bitcoin, that mm. kind of opened up that rabbit hole, which mm. I'm sure most of the people that are listening to this podcast, yep. um, you know, have experienced, you know, you start to read about the fiat system, about money, yep. like where it starts, inflation, and yep. it just like starts to blow your mind. of right. What's happening with that?
0: Whoa. Um, we've just... <clears> throat> throat> Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, We just had an audio uh, thing on our end, but they can still hear us. So, what in the – with the Bitcoin rabbit hole, when when did you start going down that rabbit hole, like you were just saying? Was it when you started the business? Was it before the business? Was it during the business? I would say it was – very
1: early in starting the business, or maybe just a little bit before. Um, so I came a, came at it from a, a, probably a little bit of a different angle to mm-hmm. some people that would have started crypto business. So yeah. it was more like I had my the passion for building systems, yeah. and also around you know how we how we can build a secure system, yeah. and you know you did see a lot of things like obviously Mt. Gox being hacked and all these yeah. other platforms just. I was just always like, how, how are these businesses like getting so big and successful yeah. and they're just falling over? Like they mm. have like terrible security, like no thought about it at all. And I mean, that was the thing that kept me up at night all the time in the beginning. Mm. It's like, it's gonna be such a big target because you've basically yeah. got money is your asset and it's virtual. So someone can Great. take it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know firsthand from, you know, working in the IT industry, yeah. like what can happen uh so
0: uh can i act just Sure. sorry i i'm just very curious due to your background in kind of that area of cybersecurity and whatnot <clears throat> is there a way that you'd be able to help explain kind of the mentality difference between yourself when building what you've built versus someone who doesn't have that same experience like when you're talking from the ground up, the way you were thinking and kind of the team that you started building, were there key factors of just like, can you try and, uh, it might be a difficult, but give insight of like, how did you, how does your mind work in this area of things?
1: I would say um, one way to kind of think about it is if you have, uh, if you're an engineer uh, and you work with salespeople, mm. you're you generally, the salespeople, marketing people, they will sometimes resent things in a certain way Mm -hmm. that there's a bit of a disconnect with the engineers because that's not exactly how things work Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the problem like there's a lot of noise out there a lot of people say that they do this this and that but I'm kind of skeptical because you know who is actually the people behind it is it the marketing team or Mm -hmm. is it actually people that have the skills the hard skills and actually knowing what it is Uh, so Uh, like I would say the mindset is the hacker mindset so always thinking about okay how would someone actually try and break in Mm. what would be the steps they would need to do Um, and always just thinking around edge cases Mm. and different scenarios Uh, so Joseph who is our lead dev he's Mm. very similar to me in the way that he thinks in that regard so I mean sometimes it's uh, it slows us down because you know security is a it's kind of finding that balance between security and convenience. Like you can have yeah. the most secure system, but it may not be very convenient, especially yeah. if you got to you know, you turn your computer off and disconnect from the internet. Yeah. Like, kind of like think about security as a layered approach. Like yeah. It's just adding mm-hmm. a layers on top of layers on top of layers. And yeah. through all of those layers, you get a stronger level of protection because you know, there might be a hole in one of those layers mm. that you don't even know about. So it's a combination of all of them that you know, really builds that strength.
0: Right, multiple layers and kind of just...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, what, it, like the, the thing is with software, there's always bugs. Yeah. And you know, it's evident. I mean, uh, for instance, uh, Microsoft operating systems, they had an exploit uh, that had been available in the wild for something like eight years. And it wasn't until the wow. I think the WikiLeaks Exposed yep. it. The, the NSA wow. hacking tools were there. Um, so yeah. I'm sure there's lots of exploits and things that mm. aren't publicly disclosed.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I just because from my background experience of being, you know, a co-founder of my own company and stuff like that, and I've I've been in business. I mean, I was born in a family of business. My my dad's side and whatnot are very successful, and that that kind of environment has allowed me kind of I guess in a way of giving me a, a certain level, a different way of a better way of understanding just the reality of like how much of a difference things make based on how you build the foundation of something. and when I s when I first, you know, when I started getting to know you and the way your mind works and stuff, and the fact that, you know, digital surge was built from a foundation of of kind of this security sense. It gets me wondering of just from like a principal standpoint, and it kind of touches on what you were saying from a market, like the marketing versus the engineer. And it's kind of like: well, if someone was the founder of an online, like let's say an exchange, they obviously start on their own with like a small net team. And they are building from the best they can with the foundation. And then usually you build on top of the foundation. And for me, something that I've personally learned in my business journey was, uh, I'll give a quick story, and this kind of relates back to Mm -hmm. uh, what you're saying. When I started my company with my business partner prior to coming to Digital Search, um, one of the things that I learned the hard way was if you don't have an understanding on something, at least to a certain degree, a pretty substantial certain degree, you can't even tell if the person you're interviewing knows what they're talking about. And I had that experience when it came to the finances of our company and talking to accountants. When I first started, I knew nothing about accounting. And I interviewed accountants, and the first one just sounded amazing. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Sweet. The guy ruined us, like (laughs) made our tax bill way higher than what it was meant to be. And I got so annoyed, and then, you know... Went to another accountant, talked to them. The second one sounded better than the first one. I said, yep, surely, this is it. All our problems are solved. That person stuffed us over as well. We lost a lot of money. Then I kind of took a step back and went like, okay, this is not working. So what I did was I just invested like months learning about accounting, everything from simple from bookkeeping to you know company structures, legal structures, trust this, tax, how to reduce tax, this, that, blah, 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 whole bunch of things. Then I went on a process of diligently. I remember I emailed, uh, our business was on the Gold Coast at the time. I emailed about 40 accountants on the Gold Coast in Brisbane with a list of about 20 questions. And I clarified at the top, do not respond to me unless you reply in detail to the below questions. And out of the 40 odd that I sent it to, only about three responded in detail. And then I interviewed the three and I was able to measure that, like, that person knows what they're talking about. I wasn't an expert in accounting, but I knew a substantial amount enough to recognize whether that person knows what they're talking about. The reason why I bring this up is something that I don't think many people, because they, you know, they don't necessarily have that understanding from a business concept. I don't think people realize how important it is of that principle. And I bring that back to if you're someone, like the most important thing for a cryptocurrency exchange is literally security. Like you said, it's the whole business is based on how well is your security. That's literally it because all the features can be amazing. All the add-ons can be amazing. You can have a huge selection of coins, but I think customers forget uh, the reality. The most important thing is actually security. And that's something that gave me a lot of confidence when I was looking for the next part of my life, uh, journey in business and whatnot. And when I got interviewed by yourself and the other co-founder, Dan, I realized these guys are a bit different. And in terms of just your background, as I looked you up and saw that your security background, this and that, I was like, that's pretty interesting. And just knowing the things that I just shared about the accounting thing, I said, that's pretty unique because there's not many founders, if any, to be honest, in the exchange industry that had a legitimate, real-life background experience in cybersecurity. And so my question, bringing all that up, is with that kind of background of building those things up, well, I don't even know if this is a question, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's like when I see the way you operate, having that understanding of like every dev that you hire, every person that touches the code base, I feel like it's going through your lens of security. Whereas in the beginning stages of most of these companies, they didn't have the privilege of having that. And sure, now they're much bigger and they can probably hire the right people. But regardless of how much money you have, unless the person doing the hiring knows what security is, you have a chance of being fooled of hiring someone who doesn't actually know it as well as they sound like they know it. So I think that's one of the amazing things and an advantage that you have with your background. And I like what you said with... You said, you know, one of the reasons I started is not just that, you know, crypto was interesting and Bitcoin was interesting and whatnot and et cetera, but you said everything lined up. You said, I had the security, I had the IT... And it was a SaaS-based business, a you know, software-based business that could scale. Um, I guess what all this, you know, what I'm saying. Have you ever thought of it from that sense when you look at other competitors and just wonder, like? Yeah, for sure. I
1: mean, in the early days, um, especially when you see these newses of, of crypto platforms being hacked, it mm. you know, it did it did bother me, and. Um, you know what I've seen some of the other platforms that have grown very fast they've had very strong marketing, mm. so um you know they've they've managed to you know get their user base very large very quickly, some have done very well, mm. and like you said they've now got the resources to build the team around them yeah it's uh, I just felt with crypto business um especially if you're holding custody of customer assets, yeah. security needs to be like paramount yeah. and generally. The process with startups get the minimum out what you can and like it's always about focusing on the customer and Mm. um, delivering all the features that they want and obviously you need to do that to be competitive in the market Mm. but at least for us we focused a lot more heavily on the product and building out the security of it we have a very strong foundation, and you know now we have a great marketing team. <laughs> but you know, I've seen other ones that are founded by marketing teams, so you know they're they're really good at saying what they need to say. But it's like, is it actually what they're saying it is?
0: Uh, like I, you know, I know you on a on a personal level, but for those who don't, you know, my my interpretation of you when I talk to you and and what I get to see behind the scenes at Digital Surge, you know, you you come off to me, is someone who really cares about customers' asset protection. Like, I've I've seen the way you've responded to customers and, you know, the the long nights that you've put in because one customer made a mistake on there and you went above and beyond to try and help them and fix things. And it could be anything from sending something to a wrong address to other issues or whatnot. But <clears throat> what, like, can you share a bit, like, when you when you, what it means of like the customer assets like is there something like do you see it of like how it would feel if you lost things or like how do you see customer assets and why is it why is it so important for you that their assets are protected outside of like the business falls apart
1: <laughs> well i mean that's a that's a pretty uh, strong uh, driver yeah. you know the last 5 years of hard work and you know mm-hmm. obviously in the early days of not getting paid, working very long hours. So, you know, that's that's the reality of starting a business if you're bootstrapped. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and where I came from before, we were very heavily focused on the customer. Mm. Um, it was B2B, but, yeah. uh, you know, I feel that customer service is something that all businesses can do very well, but mm. a lot of them don't. Mm. Uh, so we have always really strived. Uh, try to stay in touch with what the customer wants yep. and keep our finger on the pulse. And you know, I, I feel like that's just been part of my like upbringing. Like in all of the the jobs I've worked at, it's mm. always been a lot of interaction with customers and always yeah. trying to go above and beyond to meet and exceed the customer's expectations. Mm. So, and you know, with cryptocurrency in general and Bitcoin, a lot of people are, you know, skeptical. They're, un- they're wary, especially if they're just coming into it. Like, who do they trust? Is this a scam? I mean, there's a lot of noise we have to kind of fight against. Like yep. there's cryptocurrency projects that go under. Yep. I mean, we saw a few weeks ago, the whole issue of Terra Luna. I mean, that's yep. an $80 billion project just wiped out. I mean, that shakes confidence in, mm-hmm. in people. And you know, we've been fighting these things from the beginning, like at the start, banks are not wanting to deal with us. So. There's definitely been very good progression over yeah. the years, uh, but you know it's been kind of fought like an uphill battle from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going above and beyond to really like look out for the customers, and yeah. you know, obviously part of that is is um you know keeping the assets safe. I yeah. mean, I mean the great thing with crypto is you know you can be your own custodian of it. So when people always ask me this question, should I keep my crypto on the exchange or not? And I say to them. At the end of the day, it's your choice. Mm. And you just need to weigh up the risks versus the benefit. Yeah. It's like, you know, you have some cash in your wallet. What do you feel comfortable keeping in your wallet? Like, are you gonna keep your life savings in your wallet? You may not. Yeah. Um or like when it comes to crypto platforms, so you can obviously buy a hardware wallet, store it on there. Um, but you need to keep that hardware wallet safe. You yeah. need to make sure you back up the seed phrase, yeah. you need to test the recovery process, yeah. make sure it all works. Like, you know, you might It might be more secure, but what happens if you lose lose it or (laughs) there's a flood or there's a fire or, you know, actually, (laughs) funny story. In the early days, I bought um, two treasures and I had one on my key ring and I had my keys in the door and my dog jumped up and bit it and destroyed it. Wow which was pretty funny, actually. Like, my dog actually <laughs> ate my Trezor. <treasure.
0: laughs> was there anything on it?
1: Uh, it was in the right at the beginning, no. And I had two of them. And I had, like, obviously, one was a clone of the other and I tested the process, but see? that's what I mean. That
0: right there. See, what, I have to point this out to the audience.
1: That was just for myself, though.
0: I know, but I love the fact that you don't even think it's not normal. Like, you had a backup for your own personal assets. It's like... I have a Trezor, I don't have a backup. <laughs> like there's a reason I'm not in the uh, security team. M- I don't think I've actually ever met someone who has their crypto on cold storage and has backups. Whereas it's like for you, it's just second nature. I I, I love that that was just like, yeah, my dog ate it, but like I already had a backup. Like it was, it's just yeah. second nature. Yeah. The way that that's kind of, I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, so where At what point when building Digital Surge were you like, oh, like, this is going to work? Like, when did that happen?
1: Well, I always knew that it would work. It's just a a matter of persistence, right? It's Mm. finding the, I would say that in the beginning we were, you know, we had some unique challenges that we had to deal with. Obviously, being bootstrapped with limited resources meant that we could only move at a certain pace. Yep. Um, and we didn't seek outside funding in the beginning mm. so um, you know we could only do what we could, could do Yeah. and you know a lot of stress in the banks closing your accounts for no reason you know wow. you're planning to have a nice weekend to try and relax and then on a Friday afternoon you get a call saying we're closing your bank account now like <laughs> not even any notice no reason we're just closing it now why? just because oh you're a crypto business we don't like you wow crazy so yeah lots of uh issues with you know dealing with banks closing yeah. accounts so
0: that's quite stressful um was was there a particular moment like i know you know what you're saying you you knew it was going to work maybe i should rephrase it in the sense of at what point were you're like finally like the 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 ball is rolling now like because well, obviously you put years of hard work and it's like small little progress, little progress, little for edging, sure. edging. I yeah. mean, I'd
1: say over the last 12 to 18 months, we've seen really strong growth yep. um, from like exponential growth from the yep. previous years. So So basically the last bull run kind yeah, of. I would yeah, I'd say so. Um, I mean, we've grown, our team's significantly grown. Yep. We're in, in a big office down the city yep. um, and we're currently hiring seven
0: more people. So yep. it's,
1: you know, exciting. It is,
0: yeah. Nice. Um, what is? You've been doing this now for what five years? More than five years. It's yeah. I mean, Digital
1: Surge six, seven w- was years. Uh, registered in twenty seventeen. So okay. we're having our five year anniversary. birthday anniversary official. Yep. Yeah. Th- but well, yeah, beforehand, obviously, I was, I was doing stuff to okay. get get the uh, MVP out to nice. market.
0: So it's been six seven years then in total, technically. What uh. What's getting you out of bed still? Yeah. There's quite a few things. I mean,
1: uh, I would say I'm very fortunate to have a great team. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a big contrast from where I've worked before. I mean, being in this industry, it's so new still. And there's not really that many um, businesses doing exactly what we're doing. So Mm -hmm. we found it actually really good to get good talents. So, I mean, working with really smart people that are really passionate and Mm. enthusiastic about what we're doing, it's just, it's day and night. And like that, that's one of my big drivers, working with like people that really love what they're doing. Mm. And what I love about crypto is it's just like moving so fast. Like, you know, NFTs weren't even a thing really that long ago. Um, Like what's the next big thing that's going to happen? So... um, the personal satisfaction of, you know, building out a great team, building out a great product and mm. obviously all of the support we've got from our customers, like, um, you know, that that's very humbling and rewarding, seeing mm. the positive feedback and, yeah. you know, talking to customers, seeing them use the product that, you know, obviously spent so much
0: time mm. and energy, you know, building. Uh, just actually that reminds me, like, what... What does that feel like, that like, you've put your blood, sweat and tears in this thing for a long time and you know, countless hours, years of no pay, pushing it through. What, what does it feel like of how many customers are using it now? It's, it's, it's very rewarding.
1: Like, yeah. um, you know, I think just at times you just need to take a step back, mm. pause, breathe and actually reflect on where you've come from it's easy to get kind of caught up and you know i guess being motivated and driven you just it's easy just to keep going what's the next step what's the next step like and and obviously i have a team that's quite competitive so we're (laughs) always kind of like pushing each other yeah how can we how can we improve ourselves (laughs) pretty much (laughs) (laughs) We're like,
0: you know you got people showing up in the office at 1am you got like
1: yeah it's it's crazy i'm like you should go home like Don't burn yourself out and like, oh no, no, no.
0: It's like, I'm fine. It's like, it's ten o'clock on Friday night. Yeah. It's great. And it's and I I think a a large testament of that is, is I think like you said, like, I mean, I think you've paved a really great way and you know, there's nothing better than setting a great example and and as driven as you are, it attracts other driven people. And as passionate you are, caring about customers, it attracts customer service members that really care about our customers. And my gosh, I, I bet you could talk about them. I mean, we, we have customers. I mean, there's this, one of our amazing customer service uh, staff, uh, team members, Johnny, right? Like Johnny will stay on a phone for an hour with one customer convincing them please not believe the, the email that you got from a stranger saying if you send me one bitcoin I'll send you two mm-hmm. he'll like you know unfortunately the older older generation or whatnot they just don't get it and the amount of times where I see Johnny doing everything in his power you know convincing them running them through things and this and that and please don't do it you know going above and beyond and this guy's been doing this I mean, for almost like nine months or a year, like every day, ruthlessly caring about our customers. I've never seen anything like it. And it's like, I can only imagine in other businesses, they're like, God, this is costing, costing us more money than we're making. It's like, Johnny, please put the phone down. But here it's like everyone, everyone in the customer service team is like that. And I just think you can't build t- a team like that unless the people who started the company are like that. And I know Dan as well. Uh, your co-founder, I mean Dan, is the same. Like he goes over the top of like just making sure customers are not falling for traps all the time. Out of our way, even if it costs us business, you guys will put in the work to prevent as much as you can with yeah. things going on. For sure. I mean, it's
1: it's it's challenging um, to say the least. I mean, we obviously want to protect our customers as much as we can, and. You know if a customer has a bad experience because they got scammed, then it sheds a bad light or puts mm. a bad taste in their mouth when it comes to crypto and yeah. you know that's a potential person that is not gonna you know look at crypto again yeah and and that's just because of a bad experience that some that they have had interacting with that doesn't necessarily mean that they would have had that they will continue to have bad experiences but that yeah. that just you know um puts up another wall and that, that may just mean they're not going to come back in. So, you know, we all want to see crypto become mainstream and it's like we're seeing that happen now. <coughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's obviously a, a subset of people in the crypto industry that, um, you know, <laughs> that, that don't really like the traditional legacy financial system. So, mm. um, you know, I think seeing what's happening with Bitcoin, you know, in countries like El Salvador and whatnot being legal tender and... Mm. What's happening just generally in the world with inflation and and um, you know money printing? Yeah, um, it will it will be very interesting to see where crypto ends up and how it plays a role yeah. in this bigger picture. But at least from from my perspective, we we want it to be accepted mainstream, and you know it's 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 been quite uh, interesting journey seeing the likes of some of the big banks. Mm. flat out refuses us and now they're saying that they're gonna get into this <laughs> industry so yeah, you know crazy. there's that that what's that quote from Gandhi about they they join you or sorry that they they ignore you then they look at you then they join you yeah, whatever it is yeah, it, yeah, I just yeah. I just find that quite yeah. quite interesting because it, it seems is. like that's happening
0: Yeah. yeah it's it's crazy it's yeah they reject you one day and then they love you the next it's uh like my past relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I have to ask, um, Uh, you know, briefly, what does the next five years for Digital Surge look like from your viewpoint?
1: Well, it's going to be a very exciting five years. Mm. Um, What's going to happen with crypto, that's, uh, you know, that's anyone can kind of make it a speculation. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd like to see that we would have another bull run or two, Mm -hmm. um, see some all-time highs in price, And I feel like that's quite real, realistic. Um, the interesting thing with like, what's happening with NFTs, the metaverse, how that's gonna transform the world, you know, uh, Apple mm. talking about the eyewear that they're making in the operating yeah. system. Yeah. Uh, so I would say like from where Digital Surge will be mm. and how we'll be part of that journey, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of unknown still. So. You know, for us, it's about building a really strong team, mm. um, being able to, like, jump on opportunities as they arise, yep. and building out a really, really good product for our customers yep. and and just listening to what they want and, um, you know, being the best that we can for them. Yep. So that, that would potentially look like, um, you know, us being in other, other countries, yep. um, having a team that runs around, like, 24-7. I mean, we right now we have people... Um, in different parts of the world Mm -hmm. so we almost have 24-7 with our development cycle but extending that to customer support Mm -hmm. and our our customer base so I mean obviously expanding to other countries there's challenges with that especially dealing with banks and regulation so we've been pretty fortunate Australia that it's relatively progressive compared to other parts of the
0: world definitely yeah no it's been it has been pretty good Yeah, that's uh, I think what, um, you know, we could probably go for hours and hours, but I think most likely what the viewers would love is opportunity to ask some questions directly to Josh Um, and they're just coming in now. And then also just as a side note, uh, we are going to give away a bit of crypto deposited in digital surge accounts to three lucky winners and Josh is going to pick them at random uh, towards (coughs) the end of the stream. I was meant to say that at the beginning. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Um, I will just ask, uh, so Scott Dolbell asks, uh, Josh, what is your opinion on having to report gains (laughs) to the tax office? (laughs) And do you think they will police it in the long term?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, the reason Australia is such a good country is, and like we have great infrastructure, roads, good relatively good health system i mean obviously you could you could open a can of worms with this but you know if you've been to other countries like third world countries you can see the contrast of how good it is here for sure and you know that doesn't come from nowhere yeah unfortunately Unfortunately. you know (laughs) we got to pay tax (laughs) so that's the reality of life um i mean you know when i see how much we pay our accountants and how much we pay the the government it makes me cry a little bit inside (laughs) but you know it's just you know that's the reality of life so I don't think there's any way of avoiding it. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure people try and they might get away with it. But, Mm. you know, do you want to be looking over your shoulder? And what's the price that you have for doing that? And is it really worth it? That's a really great answer.
0: I love it. Is there any other questions coming through? So, there's more questions coming up. Um, Maybe I'll just, okay, here we go. Uh, From BMX Bandit. So. (laughs) No, <laughs> so just how many bitcoins do you have Josh uh, that, I, I can't disclose that yeah undisclosed amount <laughs> that's security 101 why would you make yourself a uh, make yourself a target um, on that note actually just uh, do you have like some quick easy tips to like improve your security yeah um, I mean for uh, crypto for sure
1: so number one make sure you enable two-factor authentication yeah like that that's number
0: one number one guys number one
1: two. Uh, good password hygiene. So uh, what I mean by that is don't reuse passwords across multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. Use something like a
0: password manager
1: to get mm-hmm. passwords randomly generated and yep. unique.
0: Why, why should they use a password generator rather than just randomly coming up with well, a random password? the
1: human mind isn't very good at remembering complex things or mm-hmm. like complex numbers and passwords. Uh, so, you know, and just the way things are, you might have 30 different services you use. You might have Netflix, you might have your Gmail, you might have your digital search account, your bank, whatever. So, uh, <clears throat> you want a unique password at each platform mm. and if you're going to try and remember all of those passwords, mm. you're probably not going to do a very good job of it or you're going to be lazy and use the same password or just change a number at the <laughs> end yeah. Which is what people do, right? And then hackers know this. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. So you need to use password manager, Dean.
0: I do at work, just not. Actually, I start since I started working here, I did download password manager on my personal laptop as well. Good. Starting to transition everything over. So,
1: so, so I'll I'll tell you uh, something that can happen, right? Uh, say you use the same password across multiple platforms. Yep. And. Uh, Maybe one of the platforms you use, and maybe it's like your sporting community group or some forum Mm -hmm. for cars that you're in or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's something that there's not a very good security around that system. So their system gets compromised, Mm -hmm. your email address is there, and then they also have your password. The password may be encrypted, but it may be encrypted in a way that can be unencrypted. What they do is they then try and use those that email address, and that password on other services. So they may right. get into, say, your digital search account if you use the same password on something else. First step, having two-factor. Yep. So password gets compromised, you got two-factor.
0: Yeah, And just to clarify, so basically what you're saying is if someone was a hacker, they're not going to try and hack into the most difficult platform being digital search because there's probably no chance of really getting in. However, if you use the same combination on digital search as you do on another website that has, like, zero security, they'll hack the zero security one to just get the same combination to try it Pretty on much. digital yeah. search. Pretty
1: much, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's one way. So, I mean, mm-hmm. when uh, someone is trying to attack a system, they're looking at ways they can pivot. Right. So... You know, you always kind of like look for the low-hanging fruit, mm-hmm. the, the easy ways in, and then you use that as like a stepping stone to yeah. kind of get to the next step. So uh, by doing those two things, you mm-hmm. keep your account quite secure. And then the, the third thing that you can also consider is we um, have an option under the profile for Enable CryptoSense. So mm-hmm. you can turn that on or off. And now if you're not sending crypto to third-party wallets, Regularly, you might want to consider turning it off mm. uh, because if for some reason your account did get compromised, maybe I don't know, your phone got stolen, yep. or your um, you know you something you got tricked into yep. someone like over the phone trying to get you to do something, or you got a right. virus on your computer, whatever. There could be many number of reasons someone mm. potentially got into your account. By having that turned off, then. Uh, if Taka attacker has access to account, they can't really do anything. I yep. mean, they, they just want the crypto, right? Mm. So what can they do? They can trade it. Well, that's not going to be ideal, but yeah. there's no real benefit from them to do that. They so can't get it out. That's right. Yeah. So uh, for the people that are unaware, with the enable crypto sense, if you have it turned off, um, you can deposit AED, trade, you, you can sell your crypto and you can withdraw your AED, but you can only withdraw it back to the same bank you deposit bank. from. So yeah. Yep. So that's like a pretty tight loop. Yep. And then, if you want enable crypto sends, that's when you need to submit more information, and yep. the team might call you to go, hey, yep. you know, um, just ask some, some more things because yep. if there's some suspicious activity in your account, it looks like yep. someone else is using your account. We want to just, you know, speak yep. to you to make sure that everything's all okay. Love it.
0: Um, we'll do uh, probably one or two more questions. Uh, someone's name, crypto doggy, the man, <laughs> lol
1: where do I think digital search will be in 10 years wow so we're now doubling the five to 10 oh, years okay. yeah, there you this go. is uh, you know getting oh. out there quite quite a bit are we on spaceships <laughs> uh, who knows I mean yeah. if I think about 10 years ago where we were with the internet and computers in general where yeah. we've gone now I mean are we going to be on Mars who knows
0: Elon <laughs>
1: shout out well I'd li- like to see the metaverse would be pretty, pretty cool. realistic by then so yeah. Um, and how digital search fits into that. You know, we could be in the metaverse as well. You could be be uh, buying NFTs and crypto from us. And, you know, uh, I I see like where finance is Mm -hmm. in general, investing opportunities. Like we have built our platform to be kind of that bridge to Mm -hmm. be easy, to provide that access. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as as things change and the industry moves, we'll, you know, look at through that lens and see if those things make sense to add to our platform for our customers. Love it.
0: I will uh, finish it up on Josh picking the three winners. I'm just going to give you my phone. We're going to go on the live stream so you can see everyone who is currently there's a lot of people watching right now. Um, All right. Scroll through all those comments and pick three names. Each winner is going to win $50 Doff that's it, Doff? That's his name? Yep, D-O-F-F. Looks Doff, like. please contact the live chat support on Digital Surge. We will put $50 into your account. Um, Stephen Roberts. Stephen Roberts. And da, 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 da. Sam Vella. S- who, Sam? Sam Vella. Sam Vella. You all three have won $50 each. You have to have a Digital Surge verified account. Reach out to us on live chat. The customer support will...
1: There's one more question in the comments. Can
0: I answer it? Go for it. I mean, so, it's your uh,
1: <laughs> From so. Stephen, he wrote, would you recommend using a VPN? So uh, yes and no. It depends. Okay. So uh, if you're in your home network, um, you don't necessarily need a VPN. So a VPN will encrypt your traffic from where you are to the VPN server. Mm-hmm. And then from the VPN server, it will go out to where you're communicating with so if you're in a public space public wi-fi cafe yes use a vpn because it keeps your traffic encrypted As open wi-fi networks the data isn't in- encrypted but in saying that you know if you're accessing um, a website like your bank or digital surge mm-hmm. we use https so you see like the padlock so that communication between your browser and our site is encrypted right. but it's like between you and the wi-fi network it's not so Bad, bad people can do things. So using a VPN there is, wow. is, 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 an, is a smart idea. I mean, if you're at home using a VPN just to connect to some of these sites, you know, it can sometimes trip up their security systems and um, cause like, you know, like uh, captures and other things. Oh. Yeah. So it's... It's it, like, I mean, the main thing with a VPN right is you're encrypting your traffic from your computer to the VPN server. So obviously if you want to try and obscure... Obs- ob- obfuscate your Mm -hmm. traffic from your internet service provider, Mm -hmm. then you could do that. But I mean, I don't know if that's really. A bit overkill maybe? Maybe, I mean, you just, the thing is like, obviously bad people will use VPNs as well. So those IPs are normally flagged pretty high. So Mm -hmm. you might start getting more friction with secure systems.
0: Cool, all right. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Nadim. Thanks, everyone. It's been a privilege.
1: uh, Joining us on the live stream. It was uh, great to do this.
0: (coughs) And uh, just before we finish it up, if you're wondering about these beautiful (laughs) coins, we have the new Ethereum black version coin in the Digital Surge Shop link down below, along with the original Bitcoin. These are premium coins Shipping right from this office. So, Nadeem, is that bull for sale? People have been asking if there's bull's for sale. This particular one on this desk is uh, Josh's, <laughs> but I reckon if someone offers like a substantial amount, we can probably make it happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, th- I think we need to get some some made, Nadim.
0: Yeah, you think so? Yeah. All right, well, we'll see what the comments say, and um, we'll get we'll maybe get a digital surge custom version that we can offer everyone. Um, that sounds great thank you thank you josh it's been awesome and uh that's all from us thank you thank you very much